Good day. Welcome. You are listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth-teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart. Jack Hart here. I'm uh, live, not live, but uh, I'm on the Cumberland Plateau. Uh, it's pretty sunny out. It was just raining, but uh, every day we get a dose of rain here. Uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's really green here. Uh, I, don't, I, I just see a land of abundance. It's such a shame that we allow people that we have like, to lead us. It's, it's insane of us. There's something really wrong. Uh, you don't know that Joe Biden is a CGI puppet uh, that Nancy Pelosi is kidding put together a complete sentence uh, that these, these people that parade in front of you are not your leaders and they're not definitely not out for your uh, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not working towards your well-being uh, they're making money they're all making money billions billions uh, but in any case if you can't see that and you're waving a yellow and blue flag around, like send money to the bio labs at Poison Grandma. Uh, and uh, your hair is green, and there's some, you know, there's three or four things in the nose, or whatever. Uh, and uh, you're looking for the proper pro- pronoun to describe yourself. Uh, there's, some, there's something really wrong with you, man. And uh, medical science is not. Uh, cognitive dissonance, uh, medical science, like uh, even with this guy Spartacus, who was the best until I ran into Lee Merritt, Dr. Lee Merritt, and she's the best. But uh, they don't get it. Dr. Lee Merritt does get it. United States, I don't know what we're doing, man. Uh, I started out writing for military people. I started out for VT, and a lot of my audience came with me when I left VT and went to the human. Uh, but we are we are relentlessly provoking war. Uh, there was no need for what happened in the Ukraine, and no need for it to continue. Uh, we are provoking Russia, mercilessly, mercilessly, and and meaninglessly too. It doesn't do anything for us. Only thing at stake there is their uh, offshore accounts. They got uh, mixed in with the Ukrainian gangsters and Jewish gangsters. That's what's at stake there, and their bio labs, which uh, Putin already got those. So uh, that 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 don't make no sense. And now we switch seamlessly to China and provoking China. Uh, the wicked witches of the West flight over Taiwan on our broom, uh, and now they're sailing the fleet in there. I just hear that uh, China in retaliation, I told you, I got people in Asia too, uh, and uh, they tell me that uh, China will be uh, uh, boycotting uh or more or less, they will not make the pieces that they make for Apple uh, on the computer, the microchips and stuff. Uh, which means, uh, I think they supply like 80% of Apple's tech. So that's going to hit the Silicon Valley. I, I mean, that's a kick right in the balls for them. Uh, and, you know, the Chinese thought that out pretty well. You know, that was uh, Nancy, that's Nancy Pelosi's constituency. Okay, Wicked Witch, you want to do a flyover? And now it's your constituency that's going to suffer. On the other hand, uh, 
uh, America's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know what they're going to do because I, I have people in Russia too. Uh, and, uh, well, not really people in Russia, but I, I, I follow a few Russians on Twitter. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're in the army and uh, they're in the military, the Chechens. And uh, they're complaining. They're saying that America's making, uh, making China look like a paper tiger. I mean, those guys are out there fighting every day. Uh, they, they, they think this, this is provocation is, uh, is enough to bring China into the war. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Bill here because there's a couple of things you should need to know about. First of all, about guns, taking somebody's guns away at this hour of time. You know, he's talking about a possible invasion of uh, a billion and a half people. And uh, if you're already in a war with Russia, whether they want to tell you that or not, uh, Russia ain't going to forget either. You know, they're big on revenge. But in any case, I'm going to turn this over to Bill. Uh, Bill is a military man, a lifer. Uh, and uh, he's one of the friends I made uh, writing for VC. Bill, give me a little of your background. Well, uh, going back to the beginning of the adult years, uh, 1978, went in the United States Navy, studied uh, nuclear power, nuclear power generation and control, physics, mathematics, electronics, engineering, all that went with it. Um, after developing a, a skin problem, uh, the Navy couldn't find a place for me, or we couldn't reach an agreement, and I went in the Army after 10 months of kicking around, working in a factory and doing that kind of stuff. Uh, I became a cryptologist, I broke codes for a living, and then advanced through that into radio signals analysis. Uh, I saw the first communications between computers coming out. Uh, my job was basically to catalog anything that was new in development in anywhere on the planet. So if we saw a new radio signal come up, nobody had ever seen it before. Part of my job was to figure out what the hell they were communicating. Uh, in 2010, I retired after 32 years of service. I had uh, nine and a half years of reserve time right in the middle. 2002, I went back on active from then until 2010 and during retirement. So combat then, right? Yeah, I spent uh, 2007 during the surge in Baghdad I was in Mosul, embedded with a uh, Iraqi infantry brigade as an advisor to the staff. Uh, that brigade was in fact 99% Kurdish, totally different than the Arabs from down south in Baghdad. Uh, we had a few Arabs, uh, but they, they didn't mix. They didn't mix well at all. And uh, we had well, in the first six weeks I was there, we, we had 22 IEDs hit our convoys. We had three trucks. The Iraqis always traveled with four or five, so our eight vehicle convoys hit IEDs in the first six weeks I was there. Um, we saw a lot. Anyway, that's another story for another time. Um, 2010, I retired. I went to uh, school for couple of years studying engineering, agricultural engineering, looking for a second degree and just kicking around some time. 
And then I started working for, in 2012 as a veteran service officer, helping veterans make claims, fighting the federal government, Veterans Administration, and their uh, hidden, closed legal system, filing claims, uh, making arguments, um, talking to judges, and, and actually getting people the benefits that they had earned through their military service. Uh, now going back through all of this, and we're talking 40 years of adult life dealing with veterans, soldiers, sailors, airmen, uh, both in, as uh, a junior myself, a leadership position, and then uh, a leadership position in, in the community, all came back to one thing, and that is those of us who grew up in that and stayed in that veteran circle certainly have to have a heart for serving others, but at the same time they have to have a heart for our nation and what our nation stands for. The oath that the military people take, and you hear it all the time, against all enemies foreign and domestic, that's just a part of it and it's support and defend the Constitution. And that Constitution that was ratified, presented and ratified, formation of our nation, had just as much to do with the Brits trying to take away the guns of the American people mm -hmm. as today's fights in Congress are. Um, and, and the Constitution is what it all comes down to. Uh, House Resolution 1808, I posted about the other day. I posted a, uh, a comment on that. That resolution, if it goes to the Senate, will become law. And that out will outlaw millions and millions of guns. Uh, and if it doesn't outlaw them outright, because there is a, quote, grandfather clause, air, air fingers quotes, um, what it will do is if I or someone who owns a, a, one of the banned weapons wants to transfer that, they can't just sell it to their neighbor or bequeath it to a grandchild because that person then will have to go to the state, register the firearm, go through the background check, and at that point, if they choose not to do so, or they don't know that the law is what it is, that person becomes a criminal because of the outline of possession of those firearms. How many manufacturers? Anyway, I, I put all this in the story. Gun control comes down to one thing. That let me just that article will be put posted on the human today. I, I it was posted on Veterans Today, and I. I Clutz, clutz that I am, I, I deleted it. But it will be reposted on the human today. Go ahead, Bill. Anyway, um, what we're looking at here is the Constitution's pretty plain. In all of the, the uh, Bill of Rights and the amendments, ratified and unratified, they're pretty plain as to what the law is. And... My primary issue with Washington, D.C., and they're making universal laws for our nation, or trying to make universal laws for our planet, comes down to they take away an individual's self-determination. 
And you've heard the term sovereignty bandied about so much that it has become a terrorist watchword for the uh, FBI and other agencies. But self-determination is what the Constitution is about, self-responsibility. And there's many, many things written out there uh, about gun control, for and against gun control. But if we are to be a nation of laws, and then those laws have to be held up against the, the statutory requirements of the United States Constitution. And there's nothing in the Constitution about paying for schools. The only thing that you're going to see in that Constitution is interstate travel, guns, what the government is not supposed to do, when you start getting into gun control, that's a state's issue, just the same as this big debate about uh, abortion. It is a state issue. It doesn't belong at the federal level. If New York City wants to ban all guns and then the cops get to fight it out with the criminals on the street um, and the bystanders that could do something about it uh, become collateral damage, if you like New York City and you like the laws in New York City, then stay. If you don't like them, you can move. You vote with your feet. Gun control is a state's issue. Red flag laws are a state's issue. Those kinds of things are already in place. Immigration is not a state's issue. That's a federal issue and should be taken up federally. So uh, my whole point here is Individual responsibility is what gun control is about. Those who would take an individual's self-determining responsibilities and conscience and require them by law to do as someone else says, or they can live a peaceful, wonderful life determining for themselves what is right for them. And if they don't find that in their local environment, they can move. That's the way I see it. It's pretty simple. There's nothing wrong with responsible gun ownership. I mean, in Switzerland, every adult has to uh, serve in the military, and they have to be uh, have an assault rifle, which they're trained to use. And two magazines and, of ammunition. And they have the lowest crime rate in the world. So, so you know, there's no liberal... Uh, talking point that, that, that increases crimes. It all comes down to one thing. Like everything the liberals say, none of it, none of it is true in reality. It, 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 it bursts. It's, just, just, uh, it's all it's, about control of the individual. Yeah, the million man welfare status, as a billion, billion people welfare status, Putin called us so appropriately. Right. Uh, and that includes you, all you people in Europe too. I bet you're wishing you had guns, you Dutch farmers, right? And it fought the British for 200 years in Africa. Now they're just going to take your farms. I know the French have guns. You see, you don't, you, don't, you, don't hear, you don't hear much coming out of France about shit like that because of that reason. Italians, no guns. They're going to get their farms. Germans, no guns. They're going to get their farms taken. Uh, and, and, and then Bill Gates is going to be responsible for your food. How do you like that? And, and Klaus Schwab, and you will eat the bugs. Uh, but what I really wanted to 
bring into this conversation was this black goat. Uh, everybody talks about the black goat, the black goat, Cynthia uh, Doyle. Uh, and I catch some flack from my friends, uh, you know, like I have some heavy duty friends for believing in this stuff. I had a question there that they don't know about it. But in any case, uh, let me explain a little about how I found out. Gordon Duff started talking about it first. And he's saying, you know, well, it only affects, uh, it only affects those that are like uh, not pure of heart. I, I don't think he used those exact words, but it was like uh, a metaphysical thing. And I'm saying, uh, I was dealing strictly with science at the time. This was like 2015, 2016. Uh, and uh, I had traced this stuff back. I, I knew Merck was doing this stuff. Uh, I, I mean, the, a the American Association of Universities, uh, Rockefeller at the Bronx Lab, I, I knew what they were doing. I knew what they were doing. Uh, you know, it's coming out now. Oh, uh, these, 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 uh, they're scavenging, the vaccine has something that's scavenging learning from out of, the, uh, out of the human body. Well, you go look at Cerasium mollusescence and, and, and the, uh, the enzymes it secretes and what we wrote about in Painted Blue, Blood of Christ, it was that second one and the first one, the MK Ultra one, it's all there, six years ago. Uh, but this, this wasn't, this, this was, uh, I don't know, this, uh, what is this, the X-Files? Uh, that's what I said to him. Uh, and I, start, I was also communicating with Duncan Rhodes a lot at the time, and he's telling me it's real, and then other people are telling me, Al, Al Newall, who's a, uh, he's an abductee, he's like, you know, the only one I really respect uh, out of these people. Uh, um, but they all told me it was real. Uh, the Falkland Islands war was fought over it, and, uh, you know, uh, then, 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 then Cara St. Louis, who was my friend, uh, used to be, I wrote, even wrote uh, a review for her book, we saw most of the books for her, uh, she won't write a few for mine, so for some reason, anyway, uh, as she hooked up with this guy, Harold Dallum, a German, and he starts with the, uh, it's you know the Magell looking at the Magellan's disease and it gets in the body and he had spiders uh, heads popping off of bodies and walking around like spiders. Ask in John Carpenter's the thing. Uh, that would be the worst case scenario for what they were doing with this bacteria even back in 1945. Uh, I, I kind of suspect that guy also may have seen something like that at Camp Kane, but at the, I'm, I'm speaking now. Then, when it was all coming out, I, I was laughing at Harold. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people were. Uh, but now, they started with this COVID stuff. Uh, and, and they've planned this COVID thing for a long time. Uh, Rudolf Steiner was not clairvoyant. Uh, he ran around in the, uh, he talked about a vaccine that would take away the human soul. But he, he ran with the, the aristocracy. He ran with the guys like IG Farben and Merck. He, he, he was their guru, and uh, he heard things. And we have another guy who heard things too. Uh, and this is uh, Richard Sharp Shaver, the Shaver Mystery. Uh, it was like in 40, it was 46, right after World War II, this guy come out. And he had this uh, little dwarf with him, uh, uh, Palmer. 
Paul is publishing amazing stories. And uh, he sends a letter into this guy, Paul, about, about a new language he discovered. Uh, he, 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 just, he was talking to his blowtorch. He actually said this. His blowtorch told And he called the new language man tongue. Okay, so, so this guy formally, he was laughed at him, you know, or threw, threw it in the waste paper basket, but then he was thinking about it. He picked the thing out, and he tried to say, he gave him like a cipher to use it on any language in the world, and it come, come out with a hidden meaning. And so he starts using it, sort of working it, and, and it's working. So then he's got, this guy's got like a couple hundred thousand subscribers, he's a, he's a character. He was, a, he was more or less the, the godfather of science fiction at the time. And he tells his readers to try this. And they, they're all writing and calling them and, and telling them it's working. Okay. Now, so he, he gets in contact with this guy, Shaver. And, he, and Shaver starts talking about Lemuria and uh, all this crazy shit. Uh, that he was, you know, like first-hand information, like he was there. Uh, so Palmer tells him right, right, write the story down. So Schaefer, Schaefer writes up. I think it was twenty thousand. It, it was like a novella. I remember a little more. And uh, Palmer, who was quite a writer, uh, he spent a couple of years, I think, uh, editing and indexing it. The story is, is probably it's probably the best science fiction story ever told, uh, if it is science fiction. But in any case, it's about a race called the Titans who inhabited Earth and uh, they were uh, very advanced and uh, they, uh, but uh, they had these, these other things living there with them, uh, you know, because everybody lived sub subterraneanly and the tunnel systems all go all through the Earth. And uh, in these tunnels also was something called the Daros. And this Daros was a detrimental energy robot. Uh, but <laughs> You know, his, his descriptions of them are, he's obviously describing Jews. So let's go back to the black goo at this point. The, well, that's what I'm getting to. That's right. What I'm getting to. Just, uh, I want to just give them a background on Shaver. Let me, let me just say, you know. Uh, so these Deros, these Deros, uh, they struck a chord with the entire world. Uh, I mean, they were ordering magazines uh, from, from uh, the United States to Japan. It, it, it went off the charts with this. And uh, people were writing about experiences they had with these dealers. They were, uh, in any case, what, it became what's known as the Shaver Mystery. Okay? And this guy, Shaver, he was also a savant, uh, savant too. He became a great artist, too, later on. But in any case, We've linked him in Return of the Titans to the SS. I mean, he actually says it. He's, he's making a joke about his name, Richard Sharp Shaver. He says, oh, I'm a real sharp shaver, get it? And get it, it means SS, because he disappeared for like 10, 15 years before he became a writer. Anyway, surfaced in 46, and nobody could trace him. Palmer tried to say he was in a nut house, but researchers uh, checked, and he wasn't. Yeah, in the 1930s, he, he showed up as a welder. Yeah, right. Right. Um, and then he, he was, was gone. He was gone. He was gone for a period of, of his life that nobody can account for. Right, exactly. And I believe he was, uh, he was from Pennsylvania where the boom was very powerful. And he was probably sent to Germany to be educated or re-educated. And, uh, I believe he was SS, uh, 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 propaganda, whatever you want to call it. Uh, 
But he had inside information. Yeah, because uh, you read, if you read, uh, I remember Lemoria, just the signs. The Jews ended up having it banned because uh, they had him banned because they said he was he was disagreeing with Einstein and it was bad and it was creating a national, a worldwide psychosis. Much the same as we're seeing today with so many different things. Yeah, well, this, this was the first big foray into destroying literature for Shlomo. And uh, they succeeded, they succeeded. Uh, you know, they got them pretty much, uh, they, uh, they wouldn't publish them no more. Uh, Palm was afraid of them, because then they used to kill people. The Jews it took over the government industry and, uh, industry and stuff. Uh, now they do it with lawyers. Uh, but in any case... In the uh, media. Yeah, in the media. But then they did it with guns. They had things like murder and corporate. That was all Jewish. You know, you told the Italians to the mafia bullshit. Anyway, let me get back on the subject. Uh, we're talking about the black group, and you can see where this leads up to. Now, it comes to my attention from one of my best researchers. He's a French guy, his name's Romain. Uh, and he, he spread all through Schaefer. I don't know how he did, because Schaefer, uh, Schaefer wrote so much. And he found this story. Uh, Bill, do you have the name of that story? Uh, <coughs> I can get it real quick. Yeah. Go ahead. It's a 61-page uh, uh, short story, and it continues with this guy, Mouton something. He was the hero of, I remember, Lemuria. And this is his further adventures and the Nor, which are the race that saved the Titans and, and Earth from the Dero. And the Nor, they were like a proud race and stuff. Uh, you know, they were kind of arrogant. And uh, they had other races that they controlled. And again, we pop up with a new race now that, that they, were, they, they were like, uh, I guess they treated them like black people or uh, we, uh, white people treat black people now or uh, because they, they were condescending towards them and never let them get anything. And uh, this, this race is called the Yotan, the Yotan, just like the Norse Yotan who come from the, uh, the Antarctic, uh, the, uh, where the Idras is, is uh, the land uh, of the Yotan is in the size. Uh, in the uh, Antarctic, South Pole. So, in any case, these how are, close is Norton to Norman? You know, right? So, well, that's you're supposed yeah. to know that. Yeah, the the yeah. story is called the invasion. The, the, the Nor are also blonde, extremely white skinned. They 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 they, they, uh, they pretty much describes Nordic people actually. Uh, that that's how he describes them, and he, as he describes. He, when he, goes, he describes the Deros, he describes Jews, and he that does himself with these new, uh, the, the, the Yotan, because uh, they have big lips, uh, a nose that, that takes up their whole face. Ears like bats. Ears like bats, right, right, right. Bow-legged. Uh, yeah, bow-legged and long-armed. Just like a Russian Jew. I mean, he's describing a Russian Jew. It's just like, uh, you could see why they wanted a band back then. Probably if I was Jewish, I would have too. But... The name on that is Invasion of the Micro-Men. This is the article, okay? It's 61 pages. Yeah, uh, me and Bill both read it. Uh, it's about the, the, the Jotan. They get their hands on this, this stuff, uh, these Micro-Men, which are uh, uh, tinier than microscopic humans. Uh, but they've been bred by an ancient race to be that way. Uh, they, were, they, were, they were used as a biological weapon. And uh, somehow these these these, these Yotans stumbled on these things, and they can be trained, they can be reasoned with, they can be uh, uh, they can be controlled and directed and directed, and 
what these Yotan do is, uh, you know, they, they, they're visiting the spaceport or uh, royalty for the Nora, and they dump them into the air shafts, and uh, the Nora will get infected with them. Uh, and he gives verbatim, like, descriptions. Right down the mass. Uh, well included with this, this uh, some of his descriptions of what he says. And you're going to be seeing, uh, it's, it's, it's the vaccinated, man. Uh, this is this is the effects we're talking about. This vaccine seems to have on people, and uh, the fact that they come from the Antarctic is where 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 this black goose supposedly came from too. Uh, I mean, the Yotan in Norse literature uh, are not the Yotan in Shaver's tome, but. Uh, Shaver likes to play word games, like like Bill just pointed out with the Nor the Norn and the the, the, the Norman. Uh, and so, uh, you know, and, and he was being blatant about his anti his anti-Semitism was pretty blatant. His uh, villains, at least as he painted them. Uh, I think there was a Polish artist who called him on that. Uh, and he's a big fan of his, and he's also a very famous artist, but I can't think of his name right now. But in any case. The fact that he wrote this is another nail in the coffin, uh, another another smoking gun, as is Rudolf Steiner's uh, uh, warning a hundred years ago. Shavis was given in 46, what was it, 80 years ago, 75? Anyway, these guys knew what was coming. Uh, and this, this, um, this, this, this vaccine, it's, it's, it's sentient. Uh, or semi-sentient. That's what I was just getting. It's sentient, but not too sentient. If you look around at your world leaders that are afflicted with this, and with the people, and these newscasters, and stuff, the way they talk, uh, they're, not, they're not very bright. And like I said, waving around a Ukrainian flag for the bio-lab that poisoned Grammy. Grammy uh, how many Americans are doing that? How many Jews are... Uh, Screaming in the streets, supporting their local Nazis in the Ukraine. Uh, it's like stuff we're seeing. It's like it's a circus. It, it, there's a there's a, 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 a transvestite on the cover of Playboy magazine. Uh, the, the, the health director is a transvestite talking about we gotta get uh, sex change operations in five year old boys. This is madness. There's no, there's no psychiatric. Unless you want to say everybody's suddenly what, schizophrenic, uh, you know, a uh, hundred million, 150 million people turn schizophrenic, and even schizophrenic has more reasoning power than these people have. I mean, they can be shown facts over and over again. They don't get what they were told yesterday. They forget today if it conflicts with the narrative they hear. So, uh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Jack Hart believes in the black girl now. There's, they, they put something in that vaccine. Uh, Merck did. Merck, Merck. I, I keep telling you, MK Ultra is nothing but a byproduct of Merck. Uh, that's their baby, man. That's their baby. And, and, and a, a quick review of uh, some of the, uh, the black goo searches uh, on DuckDuckGo showed very quickly that uh, people are already uh, equating the black goo that we know from 
X-Files and Falkland Islands and all of that when it came out in the, in the 80s. Um, they're already equating that to the graphene oxide and carbon nanofibers, those things that can we know from science that can be controlled through the use of radio frequencies, light frequencies, those sorts of things. And so it's not that far a step to see that, that the uh, potential misuse of that um, in the black goo. Now, whether reverse engineered it came about, or if in fact uh, it is the black goo, or it is a rediscovery of something that becomes black goo, that that remains to be seen. Right, and the rediscovery part that that comes comes in with uh, stories written uh, by starting with H. P. Lovecraft. Uh, at the Mountains of Madness, then you had the guy Campbell who goes there, and then you had uh, Carpenter, who's probably one of the greatest directors ever. He had a horror trilogy, he called it. Apocalypse Trilogy. And uh, the uh, the, second, the first installment of this Apocalypse Trilogy is the thing. And it was uh, a mirrored Campbell story about an alien brought back from the, uh, found in the Antarctic. They could uh, take over human beings, and that's that's where Harold, Harold Dunham, we thought, was getting his ideas from. Uh, this evidence that the Germans were uh, on a, a, a probably the most Bouval uh, Island, I believe it's called. Uh, it's got a thousand mile radius from land, uh, and it's one of the hardest places in the world to find. So if the uh, so it's somewhere between the Falklands and the uh, Antarctic coast. Uh, but in any case, uh, they were on that island for a month, traipsing around there. It's also impossible to even land on there. Nobody goes there. But in any case, uh, nobody knows why they were there. And uh, when they left, they, they, they hastened back to Germany. And uh, the same year, uh, University of Wisconsin, the uh, uh, started a bioweapons program under Merck, KGNA, which was a German company. Uh, despite what they wanted to say, they just changed it. Uh, World One popped up, they had to change it. Because they were located on Wall Street, but they were German. Uh, but uh, they had to do, change that. In World, they had to change that in, in, in uh, World War One. So, uh, uh, I guess we'll see as, as the uh, science comes out more and more with regard to uh, what's happening and, and where it's coming from. Uh, well, Mark has been supplying the ingredients for the vaccine. Discussions we've had in the past of Mycenae and, and all of these different uh, biologicals that they've been testing well, over the years. The thing is, Bill, we're, we're primarily made of bacterial uh, cells. We're like there are 39 trillion bacteria cells and 30 trillion human cells. Right, exactly. On the average. And most of those human cells are in the blood and the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So you, you know that thing with the vampires that ain't so far off. Merck is distributing the, the, these, these ingredients. Now, 
we also have people say, oh, the Russians didn't get the same vaccine, the Russians did not get the same vaccine, they got a viral factor vaccine. We got, uh, as Americans, we, I didn't get that thing, uh, uh, got an mRNA RNA vaccine, which is a, a, a little bit wrapped nanoparticle, okay? It's transhumanism. And uh, plus, you know, in 2014, when they were trying this at the trials, I read the trials, they killed all the animals died. Only that's what that's that's what supposedly got Pfizer to get out of the va vaccine business. Not Pfizer, uh, Merck. That's supposedly when they threw in the towel on vaccines. But uh, that's not what they did. They bought up Sigma Rounders, uh, and they also bought up the uh, the nanotech company, that, that that brain interface company too, which is is what this is all about with the bill swapping out those partners and that stuff. These people are being controlled, man. Uh, and they've been planning on doing this for 75, 80, maybe 100, 100 years, because Steiner talked about it 100 years ago. Uh, so now... they come to the face, face that fact. Uh, go ahead, Bill. So, so what I'm seeing, and this is obviously my opinion from my travels here and elsewhere, um, is that for millennia, we've had media, leadership, religious leaders implanting on this reality level all of these different things, and it's all spiritual, and we come here with spiritual locks upon us and so on, and now those implants that have up to now been mental and spiritual they're now shifting to a physical implant. Right, we've lost our reason to be here. Uh, we don't have free will, we might as well be, be a rock or a piece of wood. Uh, and, and those physical implants uh, can be as small as uh, nanoparticles or the physical implants that we see with Morgellons and other, other types of implants that are claimed to be from aliens or multidimensional creatures or, or just pop up, all of these different things are indicating greater and greater levels of control desired by those who would take the individual liberty and freedom and power away from that individual and control them physically because they can't control the spirit. No matter how much they try, they're still free-thinking people. So now they're having to go with a physical control, which ties back into Shaver and, and his that's story of Microman. Energy robots, that's what they're creating. Right, right. And, and I see that... Uh, look at them, they're cheering on World War Three. as it's been promotes it, you know. Uh, look, what kind of insanity? Exactly, that's the word, is it? Our fathers who fought these wars, like went to Vietnam, went to Korea, went to World War II, they didn't cheer the shit on, you know? These people are cheering it on. The only ones that cheer it on are the ones that ain't been there. Or they're insane. Well, ain't none of them been there when you're talking about the woke. Ain't none of them had a fist fight in the schoolyard. Right, true enough. That's the problem. True enough. Their, their mamas and daddies didn't take a strap to them when they mounted off. Yep. And it shows. Yep, it does. Agreed. I wanted to just finish off with a little bit about the black goose since we started on that. Uh, like I was saying, this the, the, the fact that these guys were writing all this literature about that, I, I didn't even get, get into H.P. Lovecraft's original tone that started all this shit. 
It's written, I think he wrote it in 32. It wasn't published until, until after Campbell's. No, maybe a little bit before Campbell's. Uh, who goes there? About 38. I, I think Lovecraft was posted, uh, published in 37, 36. Uh, in any case, Lovecraft talks about this ancient uh, bacteria, really. He calls it an agglutination. Uh, a bacterial agglutination is, is a clump of bacteria. Uh, and he repeatedly calls it that. And it's a slime, and uh, it was created by the old ones, an ancient race, to do the hard work and stuff. And it was like it was a nano. It was like nanotechnology, uh, biological nanotechnology, just what they're doing in the vaccines now. Uh, but it got out of control, and uh, it ended up destroying their uh, the, the civilization of the old ones. And it was sequestered in the Antarctic until uh, some scientists, uh, they more or less discovered it. And uh, Lovecraft leaves off with, uh, they escape. And uh, one, one, uh, the pilot goes mad because he realizes that this stuff, uh, this stuff ever gets out into, into the world. And now it knows about them and it knows about uh, the new civilization that, that will destroy it. Because it can mimic anything. It's a shapeshifter, and uh, it could, could be your, your friend sitting across the table from you, or your, your wife eating dinner with you. She has changed a lot, hasn't she? There's an invasion of the pod people, the Stepford wives, whatever. But they talked about this in the 30s. Same thing again with uh, who goes there, that there was an alien. Of course, science fiction has to have an alien. There's always an alien. That's what makes science fiction. Uh, and then the thing, but this there's just a thread running through here, and this 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 uh, Shaver character writing about this microman. Of course, he's going to call it something like that. Sentient. It, it was created by an ancient race. Uh, it's controlled through a uh, books old book. The Necronomicon was what was control. Uh, how you learned how to control it uh, in Lovecraft's story. It's a very close parallel to the whole thing. Uh, I think you can go back to the stories as far back as um, Mesopotamia, the Anunnaki, um, Egypt. All of these different civilizations supposedly have some uh, consideration of manipulation of the human physical and psyche through outside force right right uh, and another thing they've been playing with bacteria since uh, well you, we, I can almost tell you the, uh, without uh, the bubonic plague the plagues those were engineers uh, I mean there's something called horizontal gene transference which can be you can do that in a still with bacteria you, you can make you can make yourself quite a potent batch of bubonic plague if you knew what you were doing with just the uh uh, any alchemist lab, you know, so they've been using the, the Indians, they, they wiped out 80 million Indians with diseases. None of that was accidental. Uh, they, they've been using that stuff for a very long time. This is, you know, this is Illuminati stuff. Uh, and that's what we're seeing. Right. I, I don't like using the word Illuminati because it's, but they are loosely aligned. They are loosely aligned. Uh, I think now we're seeing a, a actual war between them. Because, uh, you know, I keep telling you, these people are mad. Uh, 
they're nuts. This doesn't, don't keep trying to look for conspiracies and all this. They're just crazy. Why are you provoking a war with Russia? Why are you provoking a war with China? There's no real reason. There's no economic reason. Nobody stands to benefit from it. And everybody's looking for that force behind it all, for uh, some form of uh, string or thread that f flows through it all. The, the end game isn't there. Uh, these, these people are crazy, man. That's it. Can, it's nuts. Can you get it yet? Keep looking. Uh, they are crazy. And then I'll leave you with that. Thanks for joining us for today's Conversations from the Gorge. To view and listen to Jack's work, subscribe at jackhart.substack.com. We hope you found today's conversation interesting and informative. Join us next time for Jack Hart's Conversations from the Porch.